Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rhythm 67 podcast. If you're a parent, a grandparent, or just a concerned person about the next generation, I'm so glad you stopped in today. A lot of great things to talk about on this episode of Rhythm 67. This is the episode where we uh, talk about the patterns of life, how you teach your children, your youth, your students, even your college student, um, how you teach them the truth of Scripture in the daily rhythms of life. And so we've divided that into four areas, four rhythms of life. When you sit together at a meal, when you walk by the way, meaning when you're in the car, when you're going places, when you lie down at night, and then the last one is when you rise up. What do you do in the mornings uh, to get your kids ready for uh, the day, Uh, not just school, not just activities, but uh, get their uh, heart and mind in the right place, in the right direction. Uh, so we want to talk about that this week, and we want to start out uh, with the theme for the week, the scripture to memorize. Psalm seventy-seven, fourteen: you are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples. So we're going to talk this week about miracles and um, how we identify miracles, where we see miracles, why we don't see more miracles, maybe just some questions and discussion that you can have uh, with your students this week. But you are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples, Psalm seventy-seven, fourteen. The goal uh, is that consistent with God's word and the power of the Holy Spirit, by the end of this week, uh, your student will be able to define miracle correctly and explain why science poses no threat to miracles. So that's the discussion for this week, and that's what we want you to be able to talk with uh, and uh, interject into their life and have that discussion surrounded around that. So let's get right into it uh, right after this moment. All right, so the first rhythm or strategy is that when you sit together, you share a meal. And so what I do every week is I provide a meal for you. You may hate the meals. You may love the meals. Give me some feedback on that. But this week I chose baked chicken fingers with honey mustard dipping sauce. Now, what better way to get your family to the table than offer them baked chicken fingers You can fry them if you want with honey mustard dipping sauce. The recipe is there in the show notes. There's a link to this recipe. You can make that meal. I recommend that you get together as a family. Uh, Create this meal together in the kitchen. Talk about your day. Talk about your week. Go sit down at the table and eat it together and then have your time of family worship uh, there at the table as you sit. Now, uh, also, I provide some songs for you every week. I'm going to play one of these in the background uh, that you can worship together with. And there are links to YouTube videos for worship songs uh, that you can worship together. It always has the lyrics in the video. So you can pull up your phone. Maybe you have internet on your TV. You can pull it up on there and worship together, sing these songs together. The idea is that you as parents or as a parent are showing your kids uh, what it means to worship through song. Only one aspect of worship, of course, but it shows them what it is to worship through song. So since we're talking about miracles, the first song is this one, uh, Jesus Culture, Miracles. That's the first link there. Uh, The second song is Chris Tomlin, and the song is He Lives. And then the third song is Jesus, I Need You by Hillsong Worship. So here's the song, Miracles, uh, by Jesus Culture. I 
believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. And you'll sit with your kids at your table or in your living room after this meal and sing this song together. You're the God of miracles. All right. The Bible verse for this week, the scripture, we know the memory verse is Psalm 77, 14. The study passage is 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14 through 17. And in this, Paul, this is the resurrection chapter, 1 Corinthians 15. Paul's laying out uh, the case for the resurrection of Jesus. And basically in these verses, uh, he says, if we don't have the resurrection, then we have no faith. If God didn't perform this miracle of the resurrection, uh, then we have no faith to go on because the resurrection didn't happen. Jesus isn't alive today, and we can go on about our day and not worry about it anymore, basically. Uh, here's the, the main notes for parents for this week. I offer these to you. They're in the show notes, but I'm going to read them to you so you can listen and be prepared for the Bible study. It says this, The Bible is filled with miracle stories. The miracles of the incarnation and resurrection of Jesus lie at the center of the gospel. Miracles are central to the Christian faith. It is widely assumed in the culture, however, that miracles and science are somehow in conflict and that miracles should therefore be rejected. This assumption, though, is based on confusion between science and scientism. Scientism is the idea that that science is the only reliable source of knowledge about reality. So once again, scientism is the idea that science is the only reliable source of knowledge about reality. Once we recognize the failure of scientism, we see there's no conflict between science and miracles. Christians need not and ought not think that science in and of itself is in conflict with Christianity. In fact, Christianity and science have a long and fruitful friendship. Many Christians tend to view miracles as violations of the laws of nature. When God performs a miracle, he has not broken the laws of nature. God acts and nature accommodates this event. A good definition of a miracle is an event performed supernaturally beyond the ability of the natural order. This is just what we see throughout the Old Testament and at the center of the gospel. Disciples live in awe of mighty King Jesus. By him, all things are created, including all the laws of nature. He is not bound by what was what he created. He acts as he chooses as he brings his kingdom on the earth. Joining Christ in the power of the Spirit for the glory of God is the grandest adventure possible. So we have some questions to follow up with. What is a miracle? And does science undermine miracles? What are some reasons many people don't believe in miracles today? Are the reasons they do not believe valid? What does the word miracle mean according to this lesson? What does the word scientism mean according to this lesson? And what is science? And then last of all, you can follow up is what is the problem with the following sentence? All true knowledge comes via science. Only those things discoverable, testable, and provable by science count as knowledge. So you can discuss those questions. Those questions are all in the show notes, or you can listen to them here and answer them as you go through. Um, the questions you'll find the answers to as you search them uh, in the scripture, as you talk to them uh, about your students. Some of your students have already been introduced to the subject, science, things that are, that are discoverable, testable, and provable. Those are scientific. They also understand or have been introduced to the word scientism. Um, scientism is the idea that the only true form of knowledge comes through science. We know that that's not true as well. Uh, and others have been introduced to this idea of the resurrection. Not just an idea, but the truth of the resurrection. You can talk about how that was uh, a miracle in fact. 
All right, so when you walk by the way, this is car ride discussion. We talk every week about how you can interact with your student, your teenager, your children in the car. Uh, that's time where they can't get away, so we say set aside some rules. Uh, maybe during one drive time during the week, no headphones, no cell phones, no radio, you're just going to talk. Or maybe you're going to base a discussion on something you hear on the radio. Any number of ways to execute this plan, to carry out this rhythm uh, of discussion here. But this is the car ride uh, discussion. So we want you this week to continue working on opening up channels of communication. For some of you, that's very easy. For some of you, that's very hard. But don't give up. Continue to ask questions that encourage conversation. Ask open-ended questions. Don't say, did you have a good day? That's a closed-ended question. They'll say yes or no. Ask them a question, tell me about your day. Tell me about science class. Tell me about how athletics went. Tell me about band. Uh, and it's very open. It's more of a, a demanding, would you please tell me about band today? Something like that. And that opens the conversation. But here's a goal for the week. Um, the goal is to talk about the one who performs miracles. So at some point, ask some questions, something like this. Ask your student what is significant about miracles for, from what they have learned this week. Ask them why miracles are unique. Ask them why that makes the one who performs miracles unique. And ask them how the word miracle is used among their friends. Uh, you'll find some interesting answers when you ask that last question. It might be a good lead-off question. How is the word miracle used among their friends, you know? Uh, I've heard guys say that when they ask a girl out, she said yes, and it was a miracle. And maybe for some that is, but it's not really how the term is meant or used or the, in <laughs> properly in uh, the scriptures. So when you walk by the way, car discussions this week uh, have discussions about um, what it is, what a miracle is, what it means for us, and more importantly, what it means about the one who performs those miracles. All right, the next rhythm this week is when you lie down. So this is bedtime at night, which can be a hectic time for many since we're, uh, many families are going about all kinds of activities in the evening. They converge at home at different times. But uh, try to get a time during the week where you can um, be together in the evening. And this is really the time that you pray together. Um, so here's the recommendation for the week. And like I say, all these are recommendations. I'm not telling you what to do in any way. Uh, you follow them as you see fit and as they work out in your family. But here's the recommendation for this week. During your prayer time as a family, get everybody in there to pray together. Uh, from young to old, mom, dad, everybody, join together to pray. So be silent for two or three minutes. And then thank Jesus for his sacrifice and for the gospel. Adore him for his glorious reign on the throne of heaven. And then ask the Holy Spirit these three things to reveal to you one of these three things or all of these three things. Number one, a way the scriptures you studied this week will change your heart for the glory of Christ. Number two, a way the scriptures will lead you to stop doing something in your life for the glory of Christ. Or number three, a way those scriptures will lead you to do something for the glory of Christ. Um, pray those be silent for a few moments. Share what the Lord's directing you. Parents, share those as you can and as you feel fit, uh, as you believe you can with your kids. Encourage your kids to do the same. They're not going to do it if you don't. So they want to see you uh, really living this out as well. Also, pray for someone who needs a miracle. Lift them up before the Lord and ask that he would work as only he can. Ask your student if their view of prayer has changed through this study of miracles. Will they pray bigger prayers and expect God to work in different ways? 
So after you have your prayer time and you've talked about how the Lord is directing change, after you've prayed for a miracle for someone that you know in your uh, community, in your family, in your church, then talk about uh, the ideas of miracles and has that caused them to pray in different ways. And I think you'll find that it's really expanded their understanding and their hope for what God can do and what He does in the life uh, of individuals um, because He does work in miraculous ways, uh, specifically when we seek Him and ask Him, right? So I'd encourage you that when you lie down, make that a time of prayer during the week. All right, the rat la- the rast, the last rhythm uh, we want you to live in is the when you rise up. So this is the morning routine. I don't know if you guys have a routine or not. We try at our house, but it doesn't always work out how we plan. Uh, and I think you would find that to be true as well. Every day somebody wakes up in a grumpy mood, right? <laughs> uh, but here's the idea or the recommendation for this week. So one day during the week, gather your family early in the morning and work on the scripture for memorization for this week. That scripture is this. You are the God who works wonders. You have made known your strength among the peoples. Psalm 7714. Uh, memorize that together. It's only a couple of sentences long and work on discussing that and talking that over with uh, your family, with your kids, as parents. As you go out the door, just think how it will change your mindset for the day when you say, you are the God of wonders. He have made known your strength among the peoples. That He is the one that we worship, and He's the God of wonders, things that we don't fully understand. Then have a time of prayer for the day. Do this after everyone is awake, but before the day has really started. I know this will take some planning to get up just a bit earlier, uh, but make an attempt at this. When you rise up, memorize some scripture, pray together about the day. Maybe you can pray for someone's test that they're taking, some homework that's due, something mom and dad have going on at work, any other number of activities. Pray for those when you rise up. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Rhythm 67 as we talk about the God of wonders and miracles. Have those discussions with your kids. Be sure to set aside a time that you can sit together and share a meal at least once this week. Be sure and uh, have a discussion with them in a car ride as when you walk by the way this week. And be sure to take some time to pray with them when they lie down. And also, set the tone for the day by praying together or memorizing scripture when you rise up. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for your support. You can subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. It's available there. Or listen to it on the website, firstpampa.org, on the youth ministry page. Other than that, God bless you. Have a great day.